Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. I appreciate you for tuning in. Today we have a lot to talk about. Um, We're going to talk about how to quit sugar. Right now, uh, some of you may know if you've been listening in that uh, I've been struggling with uh, sugar, a zucchard. I got my blood uh, levels checked and my sugar levels are, uh, I'm I'm on a borderline of normal and pre-diabetic. And we know that once you get into that diabetic uh, phase, uh, all types of things can go awry. My father had diabetes and uh, lost a leg to it. So it's something that I definitely uh, am taking seriously. Or I should say we are. Michelle has uh, been an advocate and um, just aligned with doing all the things that we can do to help Leo Flowers live to 100 in a very healthy and thriving way. And so I want to share the journey with you because I know so many of us are struggling with uh, different addictions, whether it's sugar, whether it's uh, drugs or alcohol and all these things. And, and I just started... Um, to tie into that, I just started mentoring at uh, Ball State, which is uh, the college I went to, and they gave me uh, a student. So what's cool is, you know, to be talking to these young students and and hear students, um, you know, as athletes also are struggling with food because you have to, like, stuff your face with food. And then, you know, when your career is over um, in college, you have to now start eating like uh, the regular people, and, and that's the struggle. So a lot of us have struggles for different reasons. Some of us grew up in a family where it was okay to stuff your face with, um, you know, a pie or two or three. It was normal. And then you become an adult, and everybody's like, why are you eating so much sugar? And you're just like, well, everybody in the family did it. So, uh, but like I said, we're all struggling with uh, some type of addiction in one form or another. So this information will uh, transcend uh, beyond sugar. It'll, 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 you'll be able to tie it into other things. And then we'll also get specifically um, for parents. You know, there are a lot of parents out there who have kids who are struggling, uh, especially during this pandemic, with gaining weight. So we'll speak to that and how, as a parent, do you talk to your kids about gaining weight? And you're like, I thought this was a suicide prevention podcast. It is because... We know that uh, there, there are factors to why someone would want to end their life. And sometimes it's, sh- you know, feelings of shame and guilt. And sometimes that's around food. And we know that uh, food addiction uh, has a high, especially, uh, I can't remember if it's anorexia or bulimia, but there's a high tie-in to suicidality. So uh, I'm hoping that by sharing my journey uh, with you all, that I can, it gives you some hope, some understanding, some compassion for, you know, what you're going through or, or what maybe you know someone who you're just like, why can't they just put the donuts down? Man, it's so hard <laughs> to put a donut down. The struggle is real. I'll tell you how real it is. Just today is the, I think that the 16th or 18th, I forget what today's day is. But yesterday, uh, Leo Flowers went and, Got myself a couple Pop-Tarts and uh, some Oreo cookies. And I just scarfed it all down in a, in a matter of seconds. And, and you know, it was one of those binge fests. And I know it was a binge because I went to two different places. I went to a gas station to get some Pop-Tarts. 
and some Oreos. I was like, that's not enough. Then I stopped at a 7-Eleven and got some more uh, Pop-Tarts. And then I was, uh, you know, I want to say satiated for the time because, you know, with sugar, you're never quite satiated. There's always room for more. Uh, so that, that's, uh, that's what I did. And so I'm like, wow, I'm struggling with this with all my knowledge, with all my experience, and I want to share this journey with you because it hasn't, it's been a, it's, it's been a source of um, a discontent uh, in, in the relationship. You know, Michelle and I, uh, she's, she's keeping close tabs on me um, out of love, obviously, and, and really have, has been supportive. So shout out to Michelle. And, you know, that's the other part of it. If you are going through this journey, have compassion for yourself. If you don't have someone or feel like you have someone who is going to help you and guide you through this, it's, it's not easy. It's tough uh, to do it by yourself, to go on any journey by yourself is, is all, you know, not, I don't want to say awful, but it's more fun to feel like, uh, you're going through a thing, uh, with other people. You know, I went to a Catholic school and they had Lent, you know, and, and everybody, uh, Lent is a period of time where, you know, you decide to give up a thing a vice or, you know, food, sugar, sex, tea, whatever it is, uh, you give it up. And, and, and there's a power in knowing that thousands, if not millions of other people, are also giving up something and, and, you know, that bonds you and it connects you and it, it brings everyone together for, you know, for all the things that all the negs against uh, religion, uh, there's also a lot of bonding and, and, um, uh, you know, quote unquote positives about religion and how it brings people together. It, it gives people a purpose and, and a mission and uh, something to frame their ideology on and uh, so shout out to, to Catholicism. But every religion has that pretty much, right? Uh, a moment where uh, there's a time for sacrifice, whether you're talking about the Ramadan or, uh, you know, I'm just going to stop right there because I, I don't know enough about religions to go down that wormhole. So before I get into how to quit sugar, and, and these are things that I've learned. I read Sarah Wilson's book. All right. So Shout out to Sarah Wilson. She has a book called I Quit Sugar, which she sent to me, and, uh, and I really appreciate that. So I'm going to share with you all what uh, I've learned from that. But before I get into that, I want to share two quick things with you, or, or three. The, the first thing is I want to say thank you for tuning in and for rating it five stars on iTunes, and most importantly, for sharing it with your friends and other people who you think would benefit from these episodes. Sharing is caring, and I really appreciate you. It allows the podcast to grow and us to build our community together, right? Uh, second thing is I have a, I have a, a men's group called Onda, and uh, you know we're, we're a small elite group, and one of the members posted his uh, vision board, and I was like, oh, that's cool, and he had a bunch of things on his vision board. You know, if you don't know what a vision board is, basically a, a board of, of things that you want in the future. You can put house, car. You can even put words up there, like what you want your year to be about or what you want your mission statement to be. And uh, Michelle makes a vision board every single year, and she keeps them, and they're really cool. You know, it's kind of funny to see how uh, beautiful her vision boards are. And then 
my buddies who make their vision boards, there's like men, we just like throw like five things up there. And uh, every woman's vision board I've seen is, is like a million things, but it all somehow fits and looks beautiful and uh, incredible. Uh, but my buddy who has a vision board, he also has a crap board. So he has a board of things that are crap. He has, um, and you know, not to get graphic, but he has Pornhub and uh, just a, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of other things up there. Uh, his patience is crap. Like what's crappy in his life? Things that he doesn't need or things that need to be worked on. He puts on his crap board. And I thought that was really cool to remind himself. It's kind of like a reminder of, you know, what areas you need improvement on or what areas you just need to completely eliminate. For me, I would definitely put sugar on my crap board. Uh, adios azucar. I just can't have any. And I'll talk more about that once we get into uh, the sugar segment. And then he has a third board. So he has a vision board. He has a crap board. And then he also has uh, an accomplishment board, which I thought was really cool because, you know, and I've, I've mentioned this before, that our brains, our hippocampus is literally playing tricks on us where it literally will delete all of the things that we've accomplished, all of the bright areas, um, the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel, the, the resources that we have, the people who are supportive of us and love us and care for us, um, and the places we want to go and things we want to do and things that we've done, um, it, it deletes all of that. So to have an accomplishment board, something in front of you to remind you, you know, we have a trophy case, so you, you know, but it's good to have an accomplishment case or board or something to let you know you've done some things, you know, you, you didn't, you just hasn't, you just haven't been laying around this whole time. You've knocked, you've, you've checked a few things off the list. So, you know, to put up a vision board, a crap board, and an accomplishment board. Yeah, do that for sure. Now, and if, if you come up with a board that um, you want to add to that or you want to take off one of those boards and, and add something, please uh, mention it in the comments, um, you know, on, on iTunes or, uh, you know, I'm on Instagram at leoflowers2000. You can message me there. Or we have a Facebook group. Uh, before you kill yourself. There's also a YouTube page where we put up the clips, so, uh, which uh, that's under Leo Flowers. So uh, there are many ways that you can reach out, leave a message. You can always email me at leoflowers2000 at gmail. Any questions, any thoughts, any topics you'd like me to cover on this podcast, and I look forward to hearing from you. The other thing, the third thing uh, that I want to cover before we get into how to quit azucar, sugar, I'm taking Spanish, right? I'm trying to show off. Okay. Um, is, you know, as uh, I've also shared with you, I'm taking, um, we have individual therapy. Today is a therapy day, right? I, I should call it therapy Tuesdays because I, I want all my therapy on Tuesdays. Um, but I have individual, I had individual therapy today. And then I also had couples therapy. So Michelle and I, we have couples therapy, and our couples therapist is incredible. I would tell you her name, but we want her all to ourselves. Um, but uh, but she's incredible, and but my 
in my individual session, my therapist, what did my therapist say? She said, oh, no, my couples therapist said, um, because we were talking about change and how things change in a relationship. And sometimes it's hard to communicate when something has changed in the relationship. And the, the phrase that she gave us was, my feelings for you haven't changed, but my needs, my personal needs have changed. And I thought that was such a, a valuable, powerful statement because I think a lot of times in a relationship when the other person changes their mind or, or wants to go a different direction, we think uh, that they also are deviating from us. They're leaving us. Um, and the, the truth is, is that they still can care and love you. Uh, however, they also want to uh, pursue other avenues, not other people, but, you know, in terms of work or maybe their routine has changed, et cetera, et cetera. So not to personalize uh, when their needs change and not to personalize when your need. Sometimes your needs have changed in a relationship. It could be physically, sexually, emotionally, mentally. It could be financially, work-related. When your needs change, you know, you can say to your partner, listen, um, my feelings for you have not changed, but my needs, what I need, that has changed. And, and that can be because of menopause or age or uh, maybe you lost a job. You know, there's so many reasons why what we need changes. And your needs should change over time because the world around us is changing. And uh, we, you know, we survive and thrive through adapting and being flexible. So, you know, as my uh, my buddy Ermin, um, who was a father figure to me, you know, the way he always ordered his coffee was a little room at the top. So leave a little room at the top for, you know, uh, some flexibility. Sometimes you, you want cream, sometimes you may not. So leave a little room at the top, right? All right, so let's get into this whole sugar thing and how to quit sugar and why it's so such a challenge, you know, for me, I realize I gravitate towards sugar. Uh, there are four things that will lead me to sugar. One, uh, lack of sleep. If I don't get a quality night's sleep, I will grab some sugar. Uh, two, which is why I spent uh, so much money for a mouth guard to push my jaw forward to alleviate my um, sleep apnea and reduce my snoring. We haven't completely eliminated the snoring, but it's manageable and definitely a difference in my carb cravings. The second thing that uh, definitely triggers my carb cravings, dehydration. Right now I can feel my mouth. I am uh, dehydrated right now. So I realize I have to drink a gallon of water a day. And this is because I sweat. I'm a sweater. And when I wake up in the morning, the uh, sheets, everything drenched, drenched. So a gallon of water, I, I wake up and I can knock out a, a half gallon in a matter of minutes. So dehydration, especially dehydration, huge trigger for me. And you'll notice bodybuilders, they walk around with gallons of water all the time. Um, and it's for that reason so that they don't crave the azucar. Uh, third trigger, feelings of loneliness. When I feel lonely or, or disconnected, I will reach for that azucar because, you know, that's how I coped with loneliness as a kid was through the food. 
Um, and then the last one is boredom. If I'm bored, and and that's more psychological, right? That's that's more intellectual. Where so you know, so when I'm bored, I'll grab a book, I'll read, I'll do a puzzle, crossword puzzle. Um, you know, I'll, I'll find something to to intellectually stimulate me. I might journal, I might write, but I'll do something to engage me. I practice guitar, take Spanish, anything intellectual. Uh, for my boredom and that that pulls me out of it and the loneliness I find that writing uh, reading um, you know sometimes just sitting with it uh, taking a bath that kind of thing uh, warmth I, I find that warm things drinking tea anything that uh, you know sitting in front of a fireplace getting sun um, you know get, so you get your heart rate up a little bit working up a, a sweat sauna if you have access to a sauna. So there's so many ways that we can, um, you know, cope with the different emotions that arise. And that's also why it's, it's so important for us to expand our emotional vocabulary and not take it for granted because a lot of times we think that, oh, I'm just over, I'm over that sugar addiction or I'm over that issue or that problem. No, it's, it's always in a car with me. It, that, that it's, just, it's just waiting for me to miss uh, a day of, of hydration. It's just waiting for me to have a, a poor night's sleep to, to then jump on me. So uh, it's, a, it's a daily practice. It's something that there's just some, there's some things in your life that are non-negotiable and that have to be part of your daily practice the same way brushing your teeth. Like, you know, you can't go a day without brushing your teeth. You can't even go a half day, right, depending on what you ate for lunch without brushing your teeth. I, I know for me, like I got to floss a, a few times a day or walk around with that toothpick. So uh, there's so many things that can trigger our sugar. So let's talk about how to quit sugar in a, in a very healthy way. Because like I said, uh, food addiction is real. And uh, I've just seen diabetes wipe out so many people. Um, and I, I don't, I want you all to stay here forever, forever. Don't leave me. So let's talk about fructose. Fructose, F-U-R-C-T-O-S-E, is the main culprit. Oh, oh, fructose. I know, you're like, fructose, really? Yeah, um, because uh, here's the thing. People don't realize sugar is six times more addictive than cocaine. It's a psychoactive drug. It is so addictive. I, you, you get the craving. I've... I've left my house in the middle of the night to go get some something uh, with sugar. That's why donut places are open, you know, twenty four seven in a lot of areas because the, the sugar craving is real. But that fructose and fructose is, comes in a form of sugar. Uh, you find it in bananas, uh, which is also uh, fr- so you find it in fruits. But bananas have a lot of fructose. Uh, but you'll find the you find fructose in. Um, all, all the fruits, obviously, but it's a but it's a sugar. You find it in honey and agave. And the thing with fructose is that it makes us want to eat more, right? So uh, a lot of times, like, and I, I've had this with bananas where I'll, I'll knock out like three or four bananas, and I'm like, I, I could still eat more bananas. Now, some people find, because I don't want to demonize bananas, that some fruits trigger the carb cravings more than others. So for me, if I have raspberries, I'm good. I can have 
a pint of raspberries. I don't, I can't have like a gallon of raspberries. However, grapes, I can eat 20 pounds of grapes. Like, like there's no stopping me in grapes that I, I eat uh, grapes. Like it's a, a bucket of popcorn. So you all, we also have to be aware of what fruits that we kind of, that we notice ourselves uncontrollably eating. And the problem with fructose is that it converts directly to fat. That's right. That sugar converts to fat. And, and we know that fat is where um, when our body is taking in any type of environmental toxins, the, the toxins will store itself, itself in our, the fat in our body. So the, the more fructose we take in from sugar, honey, agave, and, and other fruits, um, and we're not going to demonize all fruits. I'm not saying don't eat any fruits. Of course, bananas are good for you. Uh, I have them in my smoothie every day. Um, but if you notice yourself not able to eat just one banana, then uh, you're going to have to find another means of sweetening up your morning green juice or a smoothie. Um, fructose, like I said, makes us eat more. And, it, you know, the fructose also, it speeds up aging and dementia. It leads to a loss of concentration. It increases anxiety. Uh, cancer, you know, uh, sugar feeds or cancer feeds on sugar. So, I, you know, cancer is something that's already in our bodies. Everyone has cancer in their body. And, you know, environmental and genetic factors uh, determine to what extent we, you know, those cancer cells multiply itself. So my aunt, who is a, a registered nurse or cousin, you know, she said, you have to eliminate, you have to keep your sugars low. That's the way you, you, you keep those cancers out of, um, those cancer cell numbers low also. Um, because sugar weakens the immune system. And the reason why it weakens the immune system is because of the inflammation it causes. You know, like I said, it converts to fat. And then the more fat in our body, the harder it is for blood to circulate and flow. And, and so... If the blood can't circulate, and we know that the blood in our body carries the vitamins and nutrients and minerals from the food we eat, if that can't, uh, if they can't transport that, then it leads to inflammation and a weakened immune system. And then we get sick, we get the flu, we get the cold, we get the sniffles, and you got that COVID. You don't want that. <laughs> you don't want that COVID. And I don't want to laugh at anybody who uh, has had COVID. I know a lot of people who've had it, and I know some people who've passed away from it. Uh, so it's a real thing. Please keep your mask on. Um, so you go, Leo, if I can't eat fructose, come on, man. What am I, what am I going to have for breakfast? Cause I love to have, uh, that banana in the morning, some fruits in the morning. You can have, you know, this is the time to ramp up the fats. There was such a fat scare so long ago, but there are healthy fats. Your brain needs fats. So, and once again, this is not a no no sugar thing, but I know for me, I got to keep my sugars a lot. I do have a little honey in my tea in the morning, but like I said, it doesn't, for me, that little honey that I make, it doesn't trigger, I haven't noticed it triggering any further carb cravings. So if I, if I ever do notice that at some point, because my needs have changed, but my feelings haven't, um, 
then I will eliminate that. But for right now, it's a non-issue. So if we're not having fructose, um, then we could have eggs on toast for breakfast, herbal tea, popcorn, and as a, as a treat after dinner, try cheese. Get you some regular cheese. And I don't know, for some of you, maybe dairy sensitive, so maybe cheese is not an option, but it is an option for anybody out there who, um, and you may find that some cheeses aren't, don't trigger any type of inflammation or any uh, mucus or any uh, issues for you. You know, a lot of Europeans eat cheese all the time, no issues. So it could be make sure you're eating good cheese, not, not government cheese. Government cheese is not a dessert. All right. Um, so replace your sugar with fat is what I'm trying to tell you. Another treat you can do for yourself is toast. Get you some pumpkin seeds and, and toast those, you know, uh, a little oil, a little salt, and you are good to go. It takes a few minutes to toast pumpkin seeds or any other seeds. There's a lot of seeds that you can uh, roast. Uh, pepitas, I love pepitas. So uh, up your fat uh, content. And trust me, if you keep the sugars low, um, your body will be able to digest the, the fat and process that in a, in a better way. I've, I'm already down, what, eight, seven pounds in like a week and a half? And that's without dieting. And when I say dieting, like, I'm, like, I, I, like when it, all the foods I can eat, I'm eating all of it. Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not uh, pulling punches there because I'm, I'm anti-diet. The only thing is I just um, no, you know, zero carbs in terms of fructose. So I, I get my carbs in the form of fruits like uh, beets, carrots, uh, yeah, carbs and, you know, like grains and, and uh, sweet potatoes, things of that nature. But just uh, but from fructose, from fruits and honey and agave, um, that is at uh almost a zero because like I said I have a little honey in my tea in the morning uh, it's part of my sea moss thing um, another thing you can do is you know up your uh, your oils your walnut oil your olive oil your macadamia oils you know cooking with those so uh, uh, you know we pull back so much on the fats but in turn then what we do is we end up eating more sugar because we're trying to get more calories and more taste but you can get that from the oils and then see how you feel. Uh, another trick is to, and I don't want to say trick, and another way to eat is to eat every couple hours, right? Every two to three hours so that you're, uh, to avoid that hypoglycemic issue. You know, especially, you know, 11 to 4 where you hit the slump. And, and that's usually because uh, poor sleep, dehydration, or uh, we're, hitting that, we're having that sugar crash because we, we had a lunch and there was a, a maybe we had a beverage. Yeah, we had a, like a Gatorade because the Gatorade, of course, has to be healthy. Athletes are drinking this. But there is so much sugar in a Gatorade. Or we're having like a caffeine-free beverage, but the caffeine-free is not um, sugar-free. And we get issues from that. So then that causes that midday slump. Or we're getting a slump from the caffeine we had in the morning. So... This is not about caffeine right now. We're just going to talk about sugar. Stay with me. Um, but there's there's a few reasons. So 
the, my hack for the midday slump, and I, and I think we're going to get into this a little later. I, got, I, I, I took some notes, so I want to share with you. But my hack for the midday slump was to take a nap before you eat lunch. Go for a walk uh, after. So take a nap. Go in your car. If you, if you have to go to work, you know, you're, 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 uh, you're, maybe your lunch is an hour for most people. Take a 20-minute nap. Eat lunch for 20 minutes. So it means you have, you have to take your lunch with you. And then go for a walk for 20 minutes. Get a little sun on your face and, you know, get your body moving. And you'll, I promise you'll be good to go for the second part of your day, right? Or you can, or you can do, if you have a longer lunch, like if you have 90 minutes, then I would say work out, shower, take a nap, then eat lunch. That's if you have a, if you have a longer uh, lunch. But there are hacks for you to, uh, avoid that midday slump, which we all tend to dread from time to time. Um, and I know you're like, but I love fruit. Don't tell me no fruit, Leo Flowers. Um, listen, fruit is full of vitamins and minerals. However, there is a little nutritional content in fruit that you can't get from veggies if you're eating a good variety. So my trick for eating a good variety is when I go to the grocery store, I always like to get something that I didn't have, I didn't buy last week. You know, I look at the vegetables and I go, oh, I didn't have those vegetables last week. And I throw them in. Or maybe even herbs, you know, going to the farmer's markets um, are really great for making sure you're eating what's seasonal and what's new and different. So you'd be surprised. Most of us eat the same thing over and over again. And I'm guilty of that. But I try to mix it up a little bit. So know that there's nothing that you can that um, there's nothing in uh, fruit that you can't get from just eating your veggies. Isn't that what your mama told you? Eat your, your veggies, right? Because even a moderate amount of sugar could set off a desire for more. So be aware of that. I don't know if you um, watched that episode, I think it was Sex in the City, where Miranda um, takes a bite of cake and then she dumps it in the trash and douses it with water to make sure that uh, she doesn't stick her hands back in there because there's another scene in I think the movie's called This Is 40. It's a Judd Apatow movie where the the wife dumps out a cake in the trash and the husband's in the kitchen then a wife leaves and then the husband goes in the trash and starts eating the cake out of the trash. And I had to laugh because I was like, that's exactly what I would have done. I would have waited till I heard the car pull out the driveway, and then I would have stuck my hands in there and got the rest of that cake. So uh, the sugar fix is real, right? Um, now, uh, if you have, like, to break down, now our bodies can only have about six teaspoons of sugar a day. I know that's it's not a lot. That's an apple has two to three teaspoons and a banana has four teaspoons. So it's not a lot of sugar that our that our body wants. Um, and to if we're talking about performing optimally, optimally, I like that. I don't know why I keep saying that word optimally. Um, then know that there's not a lot of sugar that your your body can tolerate. So. That one of the tricks is to try eating your breakfast a little later 
maybe 10 a.m. instead of 8 a.m., right? So extend your fast, um, anything from 12. My dietitian says a 12-hour fast is good enough. So if you can do 12 hours, because you'd be surprised at how many people don't do a 12. They, they eat in bed as they're falling asleep, and then they wake up and they finish whatever was on their chest or stomach or by the bed, and they just keep going. And so uh, a lot of people are, you know, maybe the window's eight or nine hours. And so that's not good on top of a bad night of sleep. So if you can do 12 hours, you don't need to, you know, some people are doing 16. That's great if you can. But 12 is, is that's, that's enough. You're, you're, kudos to you for doing 12. Thumbs up. Um, and then if you do hit that afternoon slump between 11 and 4, because a lot of people will reach for something sweet just to give them more energy, right? But let me talk to you about energy for a second. A lot of times we interpret um, more energy, needing more energy with caffeine or sugar when really um, sometimes energy is trapped in our body from tension, right? If we're stressed, if we're tense. Uh, so that's why it's so important that during your lunch break, maybe going for a walk might do, but sometimes doing a little stretching, a little yoga, do a little yoga nidra, you know what I mean? Uh, meaning like where you're holding a yoga pose for a little bit, a little cat cows, some child's poses. So you're trying to release the tension out of your muscles. So now you're not stress eating when you do sit down for lunch. So, you know, take a walk, run some errands, uh, drink tea, buy tea, but, you know, do something. If you travel, a lot of people travel for work, you know, buy nuts. Eat nuts on a uh, plane. Get you some uh, Brazil nuts, lots of fat, uh, or almonds, uh, walnuts. Walnuts and, and almonds are the two highly recommended. Brazil nuts, you just want a, a few of those. I eat seven every day, uh, but that's my thing. I think uh, there was a thing where they said Obama eats seven almonds a day. For me, I'm all about the Brazil nuts. And, you know, sometimes scent can um, help us cope with our sugar cravings. So uh, according to Sarah Wilson in her book, uh, the smell of sandalwood, incense sticks, are incredible for ma helping us manage our sugar cravings as well as, and I did this the other day, Michelle loved it. I put, uh, I got some orange slices and a cinnamon stick and a little vanilla oil, and I boiled it on top of the stove, and the place smelled incredible she went goo goo gaga for the uh, smell of cinnamon orange slices and uh, vanilla uh, oil was it vanilla oil vanilla whatever um, after dinner that's a time where a lot of us want something sweet so Michelle's been a peach in making me keto cookies uh, it's like protein powder and some, something else I don't know but there's a million recipes online, a lot of them five-star for keto cookies. So there's ways for us to, and I tell you what, I look forward to these cookies every day um, after. Uh, if, if that's not available to you for whatever reason, you can take a bath, you can read a book, you can eat cheese, like I said, brush your teeth, all these things to go for. It's going for a walk is huge. Right after you've eaten, and then you know, you get some fresh air, you get those fractals on your face. 
I'm going to keep using the word fractals. And you guys are like, what does fractal mean? Uh, I'm not telling y'all. The other thing is, um, now, you might be like, I've tried quitting sugar before, but uh, there were some issues. And there are issues. You know, you think, oh, I'm just going to quit sugar today. And I said, no. Like we said, sugar is six times more addictive than uh, cocaine. And so there are withdrawal symptoms. You'll have achy joints, dizziness. uh, Your body will be upset. You might feel nauseous. There'll be some constipation. Um, All these things from, you know, getting, quitting sugar. If you quit sugar, cold turkey, these are the things you're going to feel for about three days. You're going to be irritable, angry. It may disrupt your sleep also. Your thoughts uh, will not be the most politically correct. I can say that for sure. So just know, you know, three days, three days, uh, hunker down, close the blinds, lock the door, um, and, and uh, you know, uh, tie, tie, tie your hands up and, and just sit back and enjoy the three-day uh, withdrawal uh, roller coaster ride that you'll be on. But no, after three days, oh, You'll, you'll, the, the clouds apart, the sun will shine, the birds will sing, and it'll be a beautiful day, a beautiful day. Why did this all of a sudden become a, uh, what was that show, where uh, Family Guy, where they just break out in a song and dance? Uh, all right. Um, now, I know you're like, oh, man, Leo, I, so you're saying I can't eat this, I can't eat that. It's horrible. No, no. Listen, instead of thinking, let's refrain. Instead of thinking, I can't eat this or I must quit sugar and donuts. Instead, I want you to think, I get to eat more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to fill up your plate even more because now that we've gotten rid of some of the the sugar items off the plate, there's more space for us to put more, more veggies, more nuts, more seeds, more legumes, more Healthy grains like quinoa. Ooh, I love quinoa, amaranth. Uh, the, the, the key here is, is that you want to think like Shaquille O'Neal. Your job is to box out. You want to box out or crowd out the foods that you are allergic to. Let's talk about that. Allergic to. Because if you think about how you feel, how your body responds after you've we've gone on a sugar binge or food binge or alcohol binge, uh, it's an allergic reaction, right? There's shame, there's guilt, there's inflammation, there's swelling, achy joints, sore throat, headaches, swollen eyes, our skin looks like trash. There is an allergic reaction. There are so many other strategies for us to feel better, right? Because that's when we reach for it is when we want to feel. I just want to feel better. Oh, my God, I feel horrible right now i'm embarrassed i feel ashamed i feel guilty 
angry. So we're looking, how, how can I feel better? Right? Taking a nap. Take a nap. Lay it down. You know, the science shows anywhere from 5 to 20 minutes or uh, uh, 5 to 90 minutes of taking a nap. Perfect. I take, uh, you know, I have clients that I'm coaching, or training, auditions, uh, classes that I'm taking. And between each one, I take a five-minute nap. Sometimes I take a 20 if it's available. But it's not lazy to to want to lay it down for a few minutes in the middle of the day. Another way to feel better is to go for a walk. Get some fresh air. Get that, even if it's freezing. I don't care if it, even if it's freezing outside. There was a woman in Seattle, 90 years old, who walked six miles total round trip to get her vaccine and she's in seattle and uh, i don't know the temperature was like uh 15 20 degrees or something and she walked it she you know she just she just uh layered up so layer up put on three hats 10 gloves five pair of pants two boots get outside go for a walk doesn't have to be a long one walk around the building Walk on a rooftop. Walk to your car. Walk back. Get some of that air on your face. Um, herbal tea. Drinking herbal tea is another feel-good one. Acupuncture. Green tea. Saunas. Sauna. Oh, I love a sauna. I I that's when I'll I'll know I've made it when I have a at-home sauna. There's something about sweating that uh, is soothing and relaxing and calming, and I feel better, feel better. Uh, Chia seeds, cinnamon, uh, calcium and magnesium, get you some of that. Uh, Drink licorice root tea. And and Michelle and I, when we read about the licorice, we were like, no way. We both hate, hate licorice. But licorice tea, love, love. So we savor, we savor licorice. Um, and then, so I'm not saying, to backtrack, I'm not saying no fruit. You know, berries, the blue and the raspberries are low on sugar. Not that they don't have any sugar, but if you're going to go sugar, go with the berries, not strawberries. Uh, my heart doctor was like, I was like, why not strawberries? He was like, those aren't real berries. I was like, how could you say that about berries? The strawberries are right over there. So he's anti-strawberries, and a lot of people are. So uh, go go blue, go raspberries. And uh, if you need something in the middle, right, go mandarins, plums, peaches, oranges. Those fall in the middle range of sugar. But at the high range of sugar, bananas, mangoes, grapes, cherries, apples, Oh uh, yeah, those all contain a lot of sugar. And so what I what a lot of people do is they'll have half an apple. They'll cut it in half or cut it into a quarter and you know, and then keep it pushing. I've never been one to do that. Me, I, I gotta have all of it. I can't just have a piece of an apple. So I, I we just don't keep apples around because I'll eat five apples in a row. You know? Cause the thing is our brain, when we take in sugar, our brain expects sweetness to be accompanied by 
uh, corresponding calorie density. And when it's not, it's completely thrown off, and then we overeat. So meaning the more sugar you take in, the more calories your body's expecting to kind of offset it. And then uh, a lot of things that are high in sugar don't have a lot of uh, enough calories, vitamins, and nutrients to offset all that sugar. So then we just end up eating more, right? It's like, wait, 50 grams of sugar? So your body goes, you, you should be taking in 3,000 calories for 50 grams of sugar. And then so it'll it'll eat until it gets to that calorie number, which is no bueno for your pancreas. No bueno. Um, now, here's a trick, right? When you cook, throw in some onions, some sautéed onions. Oh, they give off a sweet taste right there. Yeah. So, you know, incorporate onions into your... Um, your meals more often. And then, you know, throw more seeds into your salads. You can really uh, protein up those seeds if you want, if you want. And don't fall, last thing, don't fall for the the sort of healthy foods, right? I fall for them every time. The, uh, you know, those, those gluten-free vegan scones that a lot of places sell. It, they're gluten-free. You're vegan. But it's like a thousand grams of sugar, so don't fall for the like salt-free, caffeine-free, dairy-free. Uh, if it's free in one area, it is not free in another. They just they just move some things around. So you know, read the back of it. Um, I wanna I was gonna talk about kids' weight gain, but I feel like. That was so much um, to take in for you boys and girls for today. I think we're going to save this for another day. Um, I want to say thank you for tuning in. I hope this information was valuable to you. The book is called I Quit Sugar by Sarah Wilson, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I loved it, and I'm going to put the kids, uh, if you have kids who are struggling with weight, I'm going to make that a completely separate episode um not to let you down but now it gives you something to look forward to ladies and gents so uh have a great week call the 1-800-SUICIDE or 1-800-273-TALK um if you are thriving in your career successful at work but you're lonely at home struggling to find meaning go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly and Let's get to tomorrow together.